0: There is a mist that hangs heavy in the land of Barovio. Two strangers lost together stare up at the ancient spires of Castle Ravenloft. For it is here they've been invited. Dwarven Mars presents a Dungeons and Dragons actual play of The Curse of Straw.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Talking Moss. Uh, we're joined today by our Dungeon Master Tom Hodgins and How do you one do? of our uh, Tom Hodgins, sorry. We're joined today by with our Oh man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I like where you're going. We should say who we are. People sometimes ask that.
0: Oh, yeah. All of our fans. All of our fans. Know millions know of fans. The followers. Answers.
2: I know. It's like phones are blowing up. I just want to say I am Tom Hodgins. Dungeon Master Toms. Dungeon Master Tom. <laughs> Toms. There's two of us. Dungeon Master Toms. And I got my pals we here.
1: Wendell Oren, played by Jay McCarroll. That's hey, it. Hey, how you doing? And me, and myself. My name is... Creekey Leaky, <laughs> a.k.a. Chris Siddiqui. And I play Admiral Paladin Boren Hardenus from Bl- Bright Axe Hall. Yes, Diki Lakes. We're, we're
0: talking about our 5th uh, edition playthrough of the popular campaign, Curse of Strahd, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We're very excited because really, uh, I think the only people who are listening to this, because this is our very first podcast, our very first um, uh, uh, big campaign together and we've already on act one covered uh, quite a little adventure and if anyone's followed that with us um, you know we're pretty excited to to talk to you right now yes and thank you and hope Absolutely. you're having a big
1: thank you for listening and subscribing
0: yeah we're, we read some of those comments and uh it's uh, it's very uplifting to know that people are sort of just along for the ride oh yeah big shout out to fartbot9000
2: Uh, Mr. B. Mr. B. Up in the house. Who else we got?
0: Uh, New topic. Okay. so
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we wanted to take this time because uh, (laughs) the way we split up our show was into three acts. Almost how the book kind of works, too. But we thought, you know, look, we're three guys with lives outside of Dungeons & Dragons, you know? And we're doing all this work by ourselves. But we thought, you know, the end of Act 1... Why don't we have a little talk back, You know, there's going to be an episode missing. We want to kind of we're going to sew these acts together. And we thought, what a what a what better way to enjoy the first act than to That's have right. a little
0: talk in moss. Little talk and moss. Tom. Little talk and moss. How did uh, I have a question for the for the dungeon master, Tom? Hmm. How did this thing come together? Well, Jay, it all started when
2: uh, maybe a couple years ago now. I, we had uh, Jay and I had some uh, mutual friends back in uh, grade eight. In the in the good old days, we all kind of met around that time, and I guess this was like a bringing back of the crew. And in my mind, I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, what if we all get back together to play some real D and D?" Because I'd played a lot when I was around thirteen, fourteen, and all that. And we have all been fans of like RPGs, uh, Baldur's Gate, played a lot oh, of yeah. FF Seven, all the
0: goodies. Big nerds.
2: Yeah, big nerds. And then uh, I guess we, we lit it up with our, with our friends playing some games. And it, well, I guess what eventually happened is Jay and I became like, aggressively ob- obsessed with the game. And uh, we just
0: needed more. We needed more. Yeah. We needed our, someone f- else our, friends, was, uh, our friends came by to play with us and, and, and they were like, oh, this is cool. That was fun. And Tom and I were like, no, no, no. This is what we are going to do now. Yeah. Right. This is us now. Yeah. <laughs> this is our lives. Every weekend, right, guys? Ten hour sessions. <laughs> Basically. No, but it was. Just, and they were we, a bit we did, more
1: fair weather, I guess. Yeah, with the, they, uh, they the could 20. take it or
0: leave it, and we really wanted to be like, okay, no, let's let's go into this and try to get a weekly thing going and uh, and dive in, because it seemed like a really, it seemed at the time like an unbelievable
1: rabbit hole to go down, and uh, and it really was.
0: Well oh, let me ask you crazy. two
1: guys this. Do you think the friends that you guys played with had a history with role playing games the same way you guys did? Like were they were they as um, just enthralled with Baldur's Gate or Final Fantasy? They were. Oh yeah. They were. Interesting, yeah. okay. But uh
2: I guess they just couldn't put up with us the way you could. <laughs> <laughs> well we Enter are Chris. also
0: like the way there there's different types of D&D games out there as we've heard and exposed ourselves to now Mm -hmm. and we definitely know that like what we are doing is a whole lot more melodramatic and theatrical like Chris is I I met Chris working with him uh, at Second City Um, Chris is an actual comedian uh, improviser Um, and so that's why his voice is so funny and he's so good at it Um, but we loved digging into that and it was fun that that ta- like it, it was different playing with chris and it was with our other friends because we engaged in so much improv and role playing whereas with our other friends we were more learning the game and talking about mechanics and rules and distances and measurements
1: right and-
2: right and when it came to like doing a whole bunch of improv and voices and stuff like that you know certain people have their limits and really what they're into and things totally. just kind of shifted. And, you know, Jay and I are on the phone every night talking about all these levels of D&D and, you know, what this means and, you know, how are the additions like this. We're going nuts with it. And uh, it was Jay just had a great idea. He's like, oh, you know what? I bet my pal Chris would be super into what we're doing right now.
1: Yeah, And I guess that's when the, uh, the homebrew was continued for you guys. And then I was... Uh, brought into the fold. Oh,
0: well, that's right, yeah, I was running a homebrew session. And,
1: um. The Nictis campaign. I get this message, just a random, you know, Jay and I hopping on video games, playing every once in a while, this or that. And then just a text message from Jay going, hey, uh, you ever know played D&D before? And I was like, oh yeah, I played a couple years ago with friends, but it was the older version. It was an old version, and I remember having fun because I was playing D&D. This was something that I always wanted to play. Uh, and I, I was playing it. Um, and I just remember more of the, the, the monotony of it. I remember like good visuals of my friends and I playing in the basement. I mean, I, mean I, I, I wrote a whole episode in my show based off the experience that I had. Um, but when Jay was like, yeah, come do it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. This is, you know, Jay and I, we game all the time. Why wouldn't I do this? And so that first session showing up, met Tom, met Henry, fell into it. It really takes a,
0: yeah. like you have to come to the table ready to commit to taking everything very seriously. And if you thought you were a nerd, you have no idea until, no you, idea. until you have to like actually like push through every moment of a D&D game. Because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's fun and it's flowing, but other times, like you're collectively trying to get it back on a track of like of give and take and having a narrative be interesting. So sure, many things happen yeah. with it at once.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, the wheels tend to fall off, and we well, the the great thing was I think they is come that back when we started doing your homebrew, Jay. We started, Bill. You know, the cart was starting to fall on the tracks a bit more, and we started flowing a bit more, and. I started understanding the rules of Five E a bit more, and and yeah. Henry would, you know, uh, uh, speak up a bit more, and Tom would shoot his arrows a bit more. So it was like, oh, okay, we're getting. Anything. So then it really came. Then I, I the bug bit me, and I started going, okay, well it looks like I'm spending hundreds of dollars on this game and <laughs> I have books. I need these textbooks, yeah. and I need this, and Trips then to it Mart. was this turned into. It was either, I think it was post Meeple Mart, Jay, where we were at Meeps buying our stuff and we were like, I just, just want to play more. I think we I were painting wanna, minis.
0: Like a, oh. you, you came over and we were painting some minis. That's it. Was that it? Once again, if you yeah. didn't think you were a
2: nerd,
1: wait yeah. till you're painting minis. Right. And we were just so, like, I just want to play more. How do we play more? And Jay just thought, you know, let me, let me just get in touch with Tom, see what he, maybe we could start like our own little mini game.
2: Yeah, and I had, free, free. I was in the world of Ravenloft like t- two decades ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. How
1: so? <laughs> Explain that to me. This, this is very interesting.
2: Well, Ravenloft was a big part of uh, AD&D. That's when it came out. Uh, so AD&D is second edition, Advanced Dungeons and & Dragons. And uh, they had all these different types of worlds. You know, Ravenloft, al um uh, right. Dragonlance, all these types of things. Right. And... Uh, yeah, um, Curse of Straub was written by a husband and wife, I believe. And it was just kind of the first time they, they introduced a gothic horror into D&D. Right. And it was a big deal. So that story's been around for a long time. Uh, it gets different iterations with each edition. And I had just always loved it. And I said, you know what? I want to run this campaign with Chris and Jay.
1: You also had recently borrowed it from Nick or Henry, didn't you? The, well, I didn't the, have to. I didn't have to buy it. Yeah, Nick right. just just uh, gave it to me. Beautiful.
2: And I, I borrowed it for a year. <laughs>
0: um. And then uh, I remember uh, we we all we all kind of agreed to play, and Tom started sending us a few documents and and uh, you know doing the DM thing where we actually didn't do a session zero, but we kind of did through just. Keeping in touch and and being uh, online with each other and Tom Tom had a Google Drive for us or something with some imagery like a mood board and and things to think about and you know yeah, just I telling us yeah remember that yeah he, did he yeah yeah he sent us a <laughs> few things and and he said I'm gonna start you guys at level five because you're only a party of two and then I could sort of run you through this the way I want. Um, Yeah, that's a good thing to bring
2: up for for our millions of uh, curious fans. Yeah, the uh, the level five thing. um, Yeah, this is it's it's a game it's a campaign for a party of like five people, right? So one of the simpler things I thought I could scale it just by starting you guys at a higher level. And honestly, I didn't have to touch much of the encounters in the book that were there, the ones that we used. Yeah, it kind of worked out uh, so far. Yeah, it was
0: I think that like it's it's not until I think I don't want to give anything away, but in act two we start to meet our match a little more often where like it's we have a (laughs) lot of like holy shit moments which ended up getting really fun. But I I have no problem with the way uh, the challenge rating was balanced in act one.
1: That was a really yeah, that was a really good call and really cool too because Level five, not only does it give you a bigger armory to play with, but I feel like it also allowed us to establish more of a... There was more of a reason why we were this strong. There was more of a reason why we knew this many spells or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So we could have a bit more of a history. And sometimes I find D&D a bit slow that way where... You kinda of have to oh, what's this big deep backstory or big deep secret that you're keeping that you have to dole out with this with starting at level five, it it, it allows you to kind of create a, a deeper backstory. Right. And, Your character is have- almost a more justified backstory.
0: Yeah. Sure, more depth yeah. more depth right off the bat. Yeah. And so uh, uh, I I knew that we were gonna start this game and then I told these guys, I said, Hey, you know, I'm gonna set up a few microphones just to try it. Like, we don't have to commit to anything, <laughs> right? Didn't I like? Oh, I wanted dude, to just I try recording it.
2: Oh, I did not want it to be yeah, recorded at imposing. all. You guys kind of sprung that on me, like, oh, well, because yeah, Jay's got a bunch of uh, you know gear in his in his. I was already place. set up
0: for it, and I was like, this like, will be well, this will be a fun little, just I don't funny little thing. Remember that at all? Thing. We sprung
1: it on you, Tom. I it's love our, that.
2: Yeah. Big time. It's our very first uh, <laughs> official campaign. Chris,
0: what do you remember? Let's start with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
2: Whoa, you know what? I don't
1: remember anything,
0: man. <laughs> it's like we sprung it on you, but it was also like we had no... This was not meant... We didn't make any decision to say we're making a podcast. We're recording it like just for fun. I just wanted to have it for us. Like privately right. almost. you know what I mean? Yes. Even if we get one moment, I thought it would be cool to capture it and I wanted to maybe put some music to it. Um, but... Yeah. So the first little bit, we were just we had those mics on, but we weren't really thinking about them too much.
2: Yeah, uh, it's like uh, the the preparation wasn't any different. It wasn't like uh, yeah, we just we just jumped in. As things escalated, I realized like, oh my god, we're, uh, from my perspective, I'm gonna have to do a little bit more here with um, just try to develop some voices and stuff. Like, really, the first few episodes are really just. Us figuring out a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, it comes off as a really nicely polished uh, stone, but uh, there's a lot of chaos, especially well, in the first few sessions. Yeah, I guess
1: that's something to mention too. Like yeah. There is hours of quote unquote footage on the cutting room floor. Yes, hours. Yes. Totally.
0: It. Yeah. Uh, that, I was just about to say it's a good disclaimer to say uh, yes, it's edited, but like it's all exactly what happened. We just cut stuff out cut yeah. out going to the bathroom cut out long silences
1: cut out our, fi- our characters going uh, hum, 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 what is this and blah, 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 and wait blah, what like. is this
0: again or like checking yeah. our notes and then look or looking up a rule you know we've heard sure. from people that they said like oh you know it'd actually be nice to hear that stuff and well, I can agree but I also like cutting it out <laughs> <laughs> <Two>? <laughs> no. Well, it was interest interesting process to figure out, what do
2: you leave in? What do you cut in? what What is D&D? What is real? I remember one thing that was uh, a small little point right. of uh, debate point. as we were learning things as we go, uh, right around the death house. Remember, you snuck around the back, and you're like, I want to break in or try to sneak in through a window. Right. Mm-hmm. And... That is such a D and D thing. Okay, so you know, roll roll for this. Okay, you you're, you got your thieves' tools. Okay, and it, you know, it turned out to be a bust. You guys weren't going to be able to get in, so you you know, you went around back to the front door, which is right. what's recorded. Um, right. But we kind of thought, well, it's more D and D. You know, you sh- that stuff does happen. So do we leave it in? Because we did do that, and I guess I the choice
0: was. I would have preferred to leave it in now. Like we cut that, but I think we realize now it's better to le- better to leave that stuff in. Cuz that is D&D. It's more D&D know. to have the sort of busts in there rather than but it's also a double-edged sword because then yeah. doing what we do sometimes and I I really love putting music to this and when all that stuff is cut out, you actually have like a cinematic flow of like action happening and right. then the music can support that and then it feels like at its best you're like listening to a movie or something it's, you kind of slide into a scene when it's just moving But,
2: well I think going around the back <laughs> didn't really push the, sto- the story forward
0: like, yeah,
2: yeah, it's just not relevant to the story we're but still it is D&D, it out. we're still figuring it out <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dwarven Moss man I guess More that well, that. that's what makes it <laughs> yeah. so
2: fun, right? We're still trying to figure all this stuff out.
0: Oh yeah, and we would uh, we would talk about stuff after the uh, sessions, just well, wait, oh, what if we and digest, yeah, and, yeah, like, and then like be on the phone about it later, and just be like, what? When you said this though, was that a suggestion? Like, I was definitely into, like, for a long time, I was, I was like concerned about the sovereignty of the player's psychological narrative in the game. Like, I did not want that touched by the DM. Like, I didn't want any sort of like, oh, yeah, and you guys look over here and you kind of get this scary feeling. And I was like, well, how do you know I'm scared? Like, I was thinking about that a lot. But I remember there being a flip for me personally, like, Mm -hmm. way halfway through a whole game where I started to consider that the DM is also a part of telling my character's story. Now, this could change for a lot of games, but that's what flipped for me. That like just broke open the the grease a little bit to like make the the game flow a little better hmm. by like easing up my sort of grip on that. Right. I don't know if you guys remember me being like sort of a few times backseat DMing, where I'm just like, you know, I think maybe. If, if you say it this way or that way.
2: Well, I think there was a lot. There was a lot I mean, there, was, there were times where I was over-suggesting, right? It's all about having, finding the balance, particularly with the, the, with the cloak.
1: I really wanted you to find that cloak. I don't know if this stays in oh, yeah. <laughs> The cloak. Yeah, isn't that funny, too? Like but These like, were the first times where, Tom, you were realizing, oh, I, I want to give these guys gifts. Yeah. So I want to like I want to I want to hold their hand and give them to them, but I, I well, don't want it to seem like I'm crowbarring this in there. But I, I want them to have it. Right. Well, you know what it
2: was. Making the podcast got in, got inside my head quite a bit. Once mm. around, right around the fourth episode, because I think Jay, you started laying some music down. Chris, you started throwing out some effects. We were sending stuff back. It was like, oh, my God, this sounds like a podcast. And honest to God, for the first few episodes, I was like, okay, fine. Record. I, you know, I found it uncomfortable to have the headphones on and talking to a mic. I didn't like it. Um, but I said, okay, fine, whatever. And then around the fourth episode, it was like, oh, my God, we are making a podcast. This is crazy. Then I started thinking of, like, things very, even more so episodically. So, of course, I wanted you to find certain things. And I, and I, got, I got really attached to how I wanted an episode to flow, uh, thinking of it as actually episodes rather than just comfortably playing D&D, whatever happens. Sure. And uh, that also <laughs> ebbed and flowed a bit. Uh, that, me wanting to do that died down later as, as we all talked about this stuff. But um, that, was, that, was a, that was a thing for a while, just trying to juggle this whole... Three man operation. This whole this it was just a surprise you to me. You have a very different a background
0: than uh, Chris and I in terms of how f- theatrical we kind of imposed the scene work and stuff. This is this was a type of D anD D game where Chris and I have been old pals, but not as old pals as me and you, Tom. But more no. recent pals. Uh, more recent working old pals. Recent old <laughs> yeah. pals. Yeah. Old recent pals.
1: Yeah. Old recent pals.
0: Yeah. Right. I'd say um, recent old. Pals. Recent anyway. old pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with renewed interest. So old Reese's pieces. Yeah. Pen pals.
1: Peanut butter pen pals.
0: But it is so funny that right. Chris and I, we're so, Chris, you and I are used to just like, when we played video games online, we'd be so silly and just like, it's just taken that. Chris always brings the theater, like, even though Chris isn't the most theater of the theater kids, he brings the theater <laughs> kid out in me. I'm so silly oh, right To him. me, he is. He's yeah. like
2: the most talented theater improv guy ever. It was
1: just crazy. Oh, he's. The heavy. whole thing was like. Yeah, uh, you know, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris. Well, I guess that was my dynamic that I brought. I was just like, I can be anyone. You know, I remember the guidelines is let's go, let's roll our characters, let's build them. And that was the first character I really. The character I made for. Um, jay's campaign i was like i just want to be a thief i just want to be a sneaky guy yeah but in Hmm. this one i was like oh okay we get to make a character and it's going to be a long campaign so who do i want to be i want to be gimli i like speaking like a dwarf i like dwarves
2: and And, you uh, yeah
1: and then i just chose that voice i was like okay i'll just be gimli i'll be my version of gimli
2: you came so fully formed with your character it was so well-rounded and I, i could still hear in some of the episodes maybe wendell figuring out his voice a little bit But, uh, Chris, that would be uh, one of your strengths, I think, with your character work. You came in with this friggin' character that was so... Like, you could see the sharpened edges on him. And I'm just going, holy shit. I don't know, like, what kind of fucking NPCs I have coming up. uh, I got nothing.
0: The thing (laughs) is, though, it's like we picked fucking, like, archetypes. Like, huge. Like, I realized I was pure Arthur from (laughs) uh, Red Dead. That's what it sounded like. Also about like four sessions in just to anyone who cares um, I hear that on critical Role, the most popular podcast ever right that there was a hexblade warlock with a southern accent yeah that sounds just like Wendell and I'm like what
1: yeah
2: <laughs> it's yeah. it's bound to have some overlap I remember it, yeah when we discovered that I but I uh, thought
1: our millions and millions of fans have forgiven us and I think it's yeah. Hopefully, all they millions hit. of them. A few million. Sorry, of
2: critters them. out there too. The, those are the yeah. crossovers. Yeah. Um, it is worth mentioning though oh, wow. how crazy your two characters. So this sounds like we wrote. It sounds like all three of us got into a room and wrote this. Like, okay, let's have an elf and a dwarf, and they're gonna be friends. Whoa. Okay, let's make one of them a hexblade warlock, and the other one a, a general paladin of goodness, and you know, a righteous man, a holy word. It sounds like we were in on the sting, but you guys submitted these two things completely separately. And I think that speaks to probably, if anyone else out there is listening, like there's a lot of happy accidents and magic moments that sometimes the mm-hmm. randomness of D&D
1: uh, creates. And then we kind of hit the jackpot on this one. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I got some questions for you guys. Um, And I asked Jay this in the summer, because we were being a bit self-indulgent, as we do. But I'll start with you, Tom, from act one. Okay. What are your three favorite moments from act one? Three favorite moments. They can be as specific or as broad as you want.
2: Well, I'll just start with my favorite moment. And it's probably a little extra. I like it probably a little bit more from the DM's perspective.
0: Right, you a little sneak.
2: You a little sneak. <laughs> I love the. I love when you, um, you sent uh, Strahd his uh, his carriage, his RSVP when you cut off the horse's head. <laughs> <laughs> I love, 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 love that part. I loved it so much because uh, when you first entered the Death House, I could see the connection. Remember there was those mm. wolves, like when you yep. left the room, these stuffed yep. wolves, and then they'd come uh, reconfigured in a different thing and and Boren had the uh you know insight to just lop their heads off so oh. oh yeah, I've got the book, I know that they will come to life later, yeah, and the fact that he did that completely killed them, and so it was a, right. you solved the problem, and it was it was great and then. Onto the hor- horses, or the horses, you, I could see that you were thinking the same thing. Like, these are fake horses. These 100%. are whatever. Yeah. You know, last time I lopped their heads off. Yeah.
0: And, and you get to see the gears turning in his head, because there yes. is a slow build-up to him doing that, right? Oh, like- big time. <laughs>
2: oh, big time. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And so
0: you get to just <laughs> keep being like, yeah. And, the, and you cut the... Uh, he tried cutting like the, the belt strap or something first. Yeah, like that's strap, right. And Arena gave it, came it a back go. together. Gave it, yeah.
2: <laughs> came back together. But how what talk about a fork in the road, right? Because you know, that carriage to people that have played this campaign, I mean, that's not something we added. Yeah, we could have gotten is, in. Right. You could have gotten in. That's the the dinner invite to see Strahd. Right. So as I'm preparing, you know, for each episode. I mean, this is huge. You Strahd, guys... this
0: raven meat is prepared just perfectly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's just glad, a really like good it. chef.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of time on his hands. Um, yeah, so that's a, great, uh, that's a great moment.
2: Well, it's a great moment because you could have gone and seen, like, we didn't, it's still up in the air. When, does, when do you really see Strahd, right? Yeah, this is the yeah. curse of Strahd. We have not seen Strahd. Uh, you would have seen Strahd if that happened,
1: but um, I like that it didn't happen. All right, we'll go one by one. Jay, whats give me one of your favorite moments from act one.
0: Act one.
1: Act one only, no spoilers.
0: I think when we were going around, it, it started clicking for me. Like I was a little confused. Up until Death House, I was playing with the se- a slight sense of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And for some reason, like when we started just lurking around the death house and just going room to room and it was just, we were, we were just slow, taking our time. And I felt just the sort of control of, of my character and we were just going at a good pace and uh, it just felt fucking rad to just we were also
1: doing theater of the mind at that point too using no maps yeah all description
0: yeah it
1: yeah. was
0: really vibey because it just took a, it, we were just taking our time with it and it felt yeah. like there wasn't like a whole lot of like oh got our sword out it was more creepy and vibey yeah uh, i think it was also
1: stuff. too you know tom to you saying just like the the room with the wolves in it it was really fun to play and test this world where you don't get to do that with, like, Lost Mine or or Descent into Avernus or whatever. Like, this is a this is a tricky world. Right. And you get to play with it the same way it plays with you. So I like that as a character to be like, all right, I'm going to test this. What, these are stuffed wolves? All right, I'm going to bop this one on the nose. And I'm going to chop this stuffed one's head off. Because right. I know there's something sour about this place. Sure. Yeah, because, well, it's just mysterious in
0: nature how you arrived here. And it's fun that... Uh, yeah, in that moment when you when you're like, I'm gonna test this. I, I'm gonna be very suspicious of these wolves and test cutting their heads off. Wendell's just gonna like kind of act like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Like, there's nothing to worry about here. Come on, like, just trying to give the opposite energy <laughs> so that right. you get to just like have all of this room to just play the suspicious. While you're I'm right. being the most aloof in the moment, too. Oh, like, sure. If you're going to be the most suspicious, I'm going to be the most... I'm smashing some things. Hey, there's more other things to smash in here than the than the wolves, Warren. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, talk about the dynamic um, being played out as each episode progresses. And I think a really interesting part, too, aside from D&D, there's also the the dynamic of the three of us. It's like, imagine three people, for the first time, become a group of friends... And then you go, "Oh, by the way, we're going to record all of it." Like <laughs> Chris and I didn't really know each other super well, right? And uh we kind of yeah. so there was aside from trying to iron out how, what is the ultimate way the three of us want to play D&D? Like how, how do you know how, what do you like, Jay? What do you like, Chris? Here's what I like. How do we blend this all into the the moss trifecta, the uh you know, the Venn diagram of moss. And a lot of that was just us uh also being friends uh, as the three of us for the first time.
0: and uh,
1: True dad, good yeah, that's, point.
0: That's, uh, that is a true dad. True dad,
2: and I think things to, to circle back to you, Jay, I think right around Death House is where we started getting comfortable with a lot of things, with the fact that it's being recorded, figuring out how, starting to figure out how we like to play, where's our, you know, how are we like
0: as a, as a trio, that type of thing. What about you, Chris, act one?
1: Uh, the chase, I love that oh, chase, yeah. man. That oh was gosh. such a dynamic that I never even thought would be in Dungeons and Dragons. Why wouldn't you have a chase? And of course, it's even in the fucking books. It says chase. It gives you rules for chase. There's chase rules. <laughs> and I think what uh, the beauty about it, I think it just turned into a chase. I don't. I mean, you can tell me, Tom. Was that planned? It felt like it turned into a chase, and that was so organic. And awesome. or It was the dynamic organicness of it. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, you know, because <laughs> yeah. we're used to these turn-based things being on the ground and shooting an right, Eldritch right, right. Blast and a line and a cube of, of <laughs> the area of the fel- It
0: didn't occur to me at all to turn around on the horse and try Eldritch Blasting. When you started saying, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, rip off a piece of my armor and throw it, I didn't actually think. Why isn't he just making a ranged attack with something or like throwing? He probably has some sort of ranged attack, Right, but it right, made right. perfect sense to me. <laughs> Got to be a chase scene.
1: Chase scene. <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> well, it, that's amazing, Tom. Like that, it was just. It's. It, it was. It was a good thing to put in there. You gotta have one. Yeah, that it just makes the game more dynamic. It's. It's more. Uh, you know, it made me think. Well, oh, fuck! I should rip off a piece of my armor and throw it behind me because maybe I'll hit one of those dogs in the face. And I wasn't going. Okay, which spell do I have? To I was caught in the moment of like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. What do I do? do I, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, my heart was actually. Beating Meanwhile, I was that. just sitting there, smoking, probably the nineteenth joint of the day. <laughs> 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 well, we are talking.
0: We are. Us.
2: That's talking moss. That's talking moss, man. That's talking moss. I should was we, just should thinking we talk about moss? We could do moss? a whole.
0: We could do a whole session on talking about our rope run legend, which we shouldn't d- divulge anything. uh Just for brevity, but uh of course. Also, also no one knows that's what our, we're talking about. that's Nobody so knows insane. what we're talking about, but. That is our sort of inside joke, like big legend, huge thing that happened in D and D that blew all of our minds. <laughs> we could do a talking rope run one time. Yeah, and it, was <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's very it would simple, be so relatable too. Fun. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, these so types fun.
2: of moments happened with like D and D groups all the time, and it's such an inside thing. But it
0: sounds okay. fun. It's okay, rope no. run. What could that mean? Sounds, I know no. what it is. I know
1: rope run. What is that? <laughs> okay, next question. My next question. I'm going to start with you, Jay. Who is your favorite Ooh. NPC to talk to? Oh, oh. Okay, let me think about this for a second. Chris, you um, got some good questions, man. Oh, yeah. I thought about this, bro. Dude. You're on it.
0: I like Morgantha, Middle but race. not Morgantha. I like Morgantha's sisters. Oh, yeah. The, the, ones, ones, we the ones we killed the Bronx. In, uh, in the uh, <laughs> bone grinder.
1: Daughters, weren't they? Or were sisters? Or daughters? Sisters. Sisters, sisters Oh, yeah.
2: actually, that segues into a really fun thing, right? So you have your party of two. So reading ahead in the campaign, I, I see the bone grinder. And I'm going, oh, my God. These two guys at level five will not survive the bone grinder. The reason I thought this is because all three hags are supposed to be together in the bone grinder, right. Morgantha and her sisters. Right. When they're together, they form a hag uh, coven. Yeah. For all you nerds out there. And that means they can, as a group, they can cast these group spells. I They're follow. just so much more powerful. And that's just the way it's in the book. That's the way it's chalked up. And the only
0: reason why I killed Morgantha is because of Your curse. my curse. And yeah. maybe we should talk really, really quickly, just in case it's unclear. Part of my backstory was that my character got possessed by the bloodlust of this ax, and he doesn't know where it came from. And I came to Tom with this kind of open-ended game mechanic that I wanted to try, where it's like, I don't know what's gonna happen when Mm -hmm. this blade gets clean, because it has all this blood stained on it, and it slowly goes away magically, and then when it's clean, something happens to Wendell that was just sort of an open-ended thing. I wasn't. This is me not knowing how to prepare a character. I didn't know that that was actually kind of like a kind of an imposing thing, but Tom Uh, took it. It's a very intricate thing there. Yeah, it's like, you want me to work what into what? Uh, But Tom graciously was just like, cool, sounds great. And, um, but here's the only time though, where I still kind of like made my own decision to be like, oh, because you said the ax is looking pretty clean or something like that. Right. I was checking in on it, and I was like, okay, well, something's happening here. Maybe I'll make the decision to have him start giving in to the bloodlust and started developing the, the character that
2: way. Right. Well, just outside uh, Bill Race Mercantile, you did your classic thing by trying to kill a squirrel, a rabbit, or yeah. whatever. But the only thing I could see... Well, you tried to, but you rolled and you failed. And I can tell you right now that if you had a good roll, uh, you would have killed the squirrel, and that's it. So in the middle of this insanity, you're still looking around. And I'm like, well, the Barobian streets are pretty much empty because they're all under, you know, uh, in peril. They're being attacked at night by Strahd's wolves, all this stuff. They're quiet streets. It's in the book. And I'm like, well, there is one lady that's kind of walking around, and that's Morgantha. And that really, that seriously changed the whole campaign.
0: That little interaction.
1: Amazing. Because you guys
2: would have gone to the Bone Grinder and she would have been there and i don't yeah. see how you would have lived really
0: with her with her brooklyn sisters with her yeah
2: they were there <laughs> yeah yeah they were from a different borough she's from manhattan that's uh, right manhattan. they're from queens yeah that's right
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so favorite favorite npc to talk to favorite npc to do
0: i guess that's a, an 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 uh those hags are not npcs those are enemies but tom what's yours oh okay. i just think I, I was good. lucky with oh, yeah. the
2: whole setting of uh barovia like right off the bat uh all the eastern european stuff so yeah. you know right the way i started talking like this and it's yeah, like a, it's yeah. an accent that i already have you know it's like uh you awesome. guys may have like deeper repertoires of accents but i'm reading all the names and i'm like oh this is great so i just gotta say uh i really liked stanomir Stanomir
1: yeah. is great one of my favorite it's... guys to talk to definitely yeah he was actually the first one that really brought you in. When you started going, hello, stand the here, and, 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 you know, I, yeah. my lord, is, and we were, we were captivated. <gasps> I loved talking to Bildraith.
2: Bildraith was interesting because he wasn't necessarily a big character, right? But he became a big character when you attacked him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just attacked him.
2: <laughs> and I love and I the say, panic in your voice, Chris. I don't know if it's panic, actually. It's excitement. I love when you go, you're just attacking the guy? Yeah, yeah. You're attacking him? you just attacking the guy? <laughs>
1: exactly. Whereas it was, it was both excitement and disbelief at the same time. Right. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. We might break the game, but oh, no.
2: We might break the game? <laughs> well, I mean, totally. And I was so excited, too. Like, I knew that was a possibility given Jay's character's backstory. Like, we have discussed player to DM. But uh, yeah, it was, I was—I just didn't see that coming at all. That whole scene was and, well, just a shocker. I will a say shocker. too, it's in
1: the book. I mean, he's got his—he's got his family, uh, Perry Wimple there, and Perry Wimple's you know, in the book, yeah. And
2: he—and he does charge more, but uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting an onslaught from Wendell. <laughs>
1: uh, and I will also give—I gotta give a big shout out to Madame Eva. Uh, she was just one of my favorite characters, <laughs> just because you're waiting so long to talk to Madame Eva, and you sit mm-hmm. down, and you talk to her. Oh yeah. And it was and so good. I loved talking to Minamiva. It yes. was great. Um, well, learning st- that we're trapped. Sure. What's the one thing you could picture the most?
2: Oh, I just, you know, I'm a sucker for uh just for having a little acoustic guitar but once uh, once Wendell mm. started doing his monologue and i could hear the rolling thunder it almost reminded me like a little bit of like uh like uh riders in the storm like the way that you know that doors track starts yeah 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 the the rain nice falling and down vibe-y. it was just all vibe man i mean i
1: loved oh yeah i loved it uh mine is finding the straw theme man yes mm. just doodling around when those noodles turn into an entire meal i love that
0: dude mm-hmm. like so i'm showing these guys the the music underneath stanimir's story of Strahd. the very first time we're hearing Strahd, strad and this music is playing
1: because that was also the very first time we put sound effects under something i just tossed yeah fire under there and it was like it oh, was, look we were just out.
0: doing it bit by bit just yeah Just to like show us, show each other little tiny things where it's just like, look, this is kind of funny. This scene is kind of, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're making a podcast. But like, (laughs) this was just like, I I was playing it back and we could hear it. And Chris looked up at me and he's just like got these intense eyes. And he says, that's the Strahd theme. And it just, I didn't even think about Strahd theme, of course. And then from then on, is that how it, every time Strahd's mentioned, we hear that theme again. I was like, this is so fun to have a motif like this. Wow. And then I started, that, that's why I really wanted to push doing the podcast, because this was just so fun to make music for.
2: I loved your music when, uh, you know, there's a lot of gifts with the music, you know, it's, it's just crazy to, <laughs> I mean, it's just really, it really is scored. Like, I, I think that's yeah. very obvious when you listen to it. I wonder if people but, know
0: that. Well, because, no, maybe it's not, right? Like, uh, well, because it's not, yeah, it's, it's never just a piece of music playing under our thing. It's edited down it's, people so that kind of, we, we don't have any sort of uh, big, long silences. So it already has a sort of built-in flow, and it's just moving forward. Right. And then I'll score it, like, like yeah. beat yeah, guys, for Jay beat, literally instrument making for every instrument. Note. And yeah. uh, and even when it's like downtime and, and somebody just is like, wait, well, that's a good idea. And then the music will kind of stop with that and pause and then well, yeah. let's go. And then it transitions. I mean, I guess people know that. I just. Well, but I think
1: that's also something you really take for granted with something big like this because everyone's used to getting a Sirenscape or finding mm-hmm. movie soundtracks or whatever. We just so happen to have. Uh, this fucking incredible composer who is also just as big a nerd as we are. So mm-hmm. It's an awfully nice thing to say. It's like even, you know, Wendell in his cloak of protection and twirling around. Let's have fun in that I was just fun. about to say, yeah. I love that you know? part. I mean, if, if, if something's
2: not, if you're wondering if something's scored, listen to that part where, totally. where you're figuring yeah. out the notes on the harpsichord and the twirl right. and the, right. the upright bass, it's like fretless or something. <laughs> it goes into like soft lighting, yeah, like moonlighting, like, Oh my God, so funny, that music there. And I also love that we can add things like, like almost in post, you can add jokes. We'll just call them jokes, but you can add things with sound effects or music. Like uh, Mm -hmm. there's a part where you're you're going through Irina's house and he's just supposed to be kind of looking around, but the sound effects are just like a huge (laughs) he's smashing. And I listen back and it's so funny. But you totally changed the scene, and um, you know your music when when Wendell figures out the cape when it almost switches genres. Hundred percent. So yeah. fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. But it even switches, like and and to, your, with it.
1: to your love of Wendell's theme too, Tom. Like it, that sounds like a genre switch too. Yeah.
2: Well, it's it, it's it's and it shapes the episode because you, you now after what's happening, like we're breaking things up.
0: Like the, you're very tasteful in the way you, you do uh, go off script. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun to have uh, a DM uh, allow players to just go off, you know, without any sort of actual gameplay or DMing, and just the players just are existing and acting and improvising. Should we do? Let's do some. Should we do some shoutouts? Let's shout out the
2: uh, yeah network. Oh, shoutout! How about Eminem, Mike, and Mariana?
0: sonar yeah. network sonar big network. shout out big shout so out Sonar network yeah big big shout out inspiration points
2: awarded oh big time james rpg art who we stumbled across yes for, i don't know about you guys but when i first saw his stuff i was like why is this guy painting exactly what's in my head yeah yeah
1: that's true <laughs> like we you know, to his credit thing. to a lot of people have been using his art and uh, for I think a lot of people
0: have that same reaction because both of us did. We saw it and we're like, that's Curse of Strahd. Right. That. Not that. Not that. That. And then all the pictures are just like, oh yeah, all the ones that we're choosing are all this guy James RPG art. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to James. I wonder if he'll let us use it for our podcast.
1: Yes, he will because he's a fucking cool dude. Yep. That's right.
0: That's, and that's, he's a cool dude. Let's
1: give a big old shout out to, uh, Luca Tarantino. Mr. Luca Tarantino, the man who's making all the visuals for us and all the beautiful... So he's taken James' art uh, and
0: he has assembled it with a nice HUD that sort of kind of creeps into the borders of the screen and and he has transitioned us from location to location. Luca's artwork is insane we did our logo yeah all those the credits off the top it's it's so uh, great very very cool
1: yeah we uh we love fucking love you Luca. yeah yeah,
2: check check out luca tarantini
1: um who arts who arts and you the fans and you the fans we want to thank you the fans out there for listening we'd like to thank all the people All the people who listen to our records.
0: Well, if they're going to keep listening, you'll have to wait for Act 2.
1: Yeah, I guess that's the other thing, too. We can ask, uh, hey, everybody, if you like this show that we do. Let us know. We'll keep Let us know and, like, subscribe. (laughs) I think that's the, the best thing that you can do for us. I don't even know, man. We stumbled into this. I think the best thing is to subscribe and write a review for us, okay? Please. Oh, yeah. Should we mention that we're not? I roll a uh,
0: perception check.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mention that we're not. Yeah? What? Well, we're not getting together
2: during this pandemic. Um, Oh, yeah. This should be before
0: the pandemic. And we've been just editing, adding music, adding sound effects. Right. When we can.
1: All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.